Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James. And I'm your other laid back co-host, just soaking up the summer rays, and I've got my nice margarita here by my side, and they call me on the beach, Tenant Michael. Another character, Mike. Is this like a Beach cool Michael. guy, Chester well, Cheeto kind of dude? Oh, Chester Cheeto. Remember that? Remember him? He used to be, he used yes. to have like a North American accent and now he's British for some reason. Really? And they didn't explain what happened. But sometimes, I, I remember seeing a documentary once about a woman who suffered trauma to her head. And then when she came to, even though she's from Canada, she started speaking with a Scottish accent, even though she's not. Um, from Scotland, so maybe something like that happened to um, to Chester Cheetah. Well, it happened to Brian Adams. Right. <clears throat> Brian has a British accent now. Well, I mean, he has been living uh, across the pond for a yeah, while. Yeah, but come on. Yeah. Where's he from originally, Brian Adams? I know Canada, but BC. where in Canada? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's even farther from England. What the hell? Yeah. No, that that's annoying when someone goes to to the UK. And then suddenly they start talking like uh, Queen Dam Elizabeth. They think they're better than us. Yeah. But um, accent changers. Yes, that was a new character uh, that reflects my chilled, uh, chilled out, laid back summer vibe right now because uh, I'm tanned. Uh, I'm relaxed from some time away. Listeners, um, you'll know that we took a week off last week, which is pretty rare for us. It's pretty rare for us. Uh, we're we're known as the hardest working podcasts in Canada. <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Very fair. And uh, we very rarely take time off, but we took a week off. We we cleansed our brains. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, let's be honest, Mike. Um, it was nice to get a bit of time away from from you. Like, I mean, just you know, being honest. Uh, okay. I don't know if you agree. Well, I mean, for me, I mean, probably not, probably less so for you, but for me, it was just, I need a bit more space. I'm a bit more creative. I need a bit more, like, yeah, time to not be around. You kept you going know, you. on and on and on about how, like, oh, we can't go on vacation together. You need your space. You need to be alone. You've seen too much of me. And I honestly was a little offended. Uh, it would have been nice if we could have, you know, gone out of the city together, vacation together the way that... Mike. What is, I don't understand why that's even something to debate. Like, wh- have you ever heard of a landlord and a tenant going on vacation together? I feel that that's... It's not a thing. No. Why would we go on vacation together? I feel like it's pretty normal for landlords and tenants to, yeah, to go on vacation together, actually. Uh, listeners, no, let us know. No, it's not. Yeah, let us know. Because it's not. Yeah. Like, to me, it's not even a conversation. Why yeah. on earth? So, Why? So I did miss you, and I, I know your phone was blowing oh, up. I kept God. texting you and calling you during the week uh, uh, when we were on separate vacations, and you rarely pick up the phone. But um, yeah, we uh, we spent some time apart, and now we're back and stronger than ever. I guess. Um, I mean, thank God for burner phones, that's all I'll say. Uh, and I have many. Um, but yes, uh, we did. I'm not going to say we went on separate vacations, because there's not even a need to okay. specify that but we went on vacations yes. 
Um, so, Mike, where did where did you go for your little time away out of the city? I went to a little place uh, called uh, Long Point, Ontario, which is on the shores of Lake Erie, just across from Pennsylvania. And uh, beautiful. Now, I know your sense of humor, Mike. Were you cracking jokes about, you know, oh. uh, something eerie about this lake? Ooh. Uh, no, no, actually. But now oh. that you... Now that you bring it up, I realize that I wasted uh, 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 that potential. I could have been making spooky jokes, eerie jokes about, you know, ghosts, but I didn't. Um, no, I was too focused on relaxing. And uh, oh. the weather was nice. I, uh, you know, spent some time on the beach. I did some grilling. Okay. And... Uh, it was fun to see grilling. I've never seen you on a grill. Yes, I ruined some chicken burgers because they. I did you know that you're supposed to oil up the grill before you put stuff on it? Oh, so when you tried to get the spatula under yeah. it, the chicken burger broke apart. And I swore. Oh, interesting. I swore, and I got. I had to Google how to how to do it. But um, it's interesting the type of people you see when you leave the city, right? These rural types. Mm-hmm. These sort of. Um, outdoorsy types because uh, you you almost never leave the gta I almost never leave the city no no i'm an urban guy and um it was funny to see uh these uh sort of middle-aged men with you know sunburns on their riding lawnmowers mm. they were mowing their lawns seemed like 16 hours a day i saw a, mm-hmm. I, you're gonna think i'm making this up i saw a hoser playing with a drone <laughs> really he had a tank top on sunburned he had a goatee, uh, not in gr- great shape, and he was playing with a drone. And as I walked by, he said, uh, I'll let you walk by before I, uh, you know, uh, before takeoff. And I was wondering, what the hell? Wow. What, what does a guy like that need a drone for? Like, uh, I kind of make sense, you know, because that's the sort of 2020 host. Yeah. You know, the 1997 version of him probably had a snowmobile or an ATV. Modern day hosers, they're all about drones, VR, augmented reality. Right. Do you think, like, you know, you've put on a VR helmet and you're in a different, slightly different Tim Hortons. You're in a Legion Hall and it, yeah. yeah. I was wondering what a hoser would need a drone for. And then I was like, maybe he's like, he's attached like a USB stick to it that's full of tragically hip MP3s. And he's going to like <laughs> drop on his buddy's boat uh, so his buddy can uh, yeah. upload it onto his, his MacBook. Yeah, yeah, or maybe he was going to, I don't know, somehow use the drone to uh, play, um, uh, you know, critical slogans of Justin Trudeau's spending (laughs) or something. I feel like like hosers, when you see them on Twitter, it's often, that's often what they're talking about. Imagine looking up at the sky Uh and seeing a fleet of drones just spelling out the words, uh, defund the CBC. (laughs) Because that's what those guys probably feel. It's it's very true. Anytime you see any tweet to do with CBC, whether it's a good show, bad show, whatever, there's a you'll see a replies from about twenty goateed forty five year old, <laughs> seemingly rural Canadian men who are mad that they paid for it. They didn't give enough screen time to the horses on tonight's episode of Heartland. Defund the CBC. <laughs> uh. yeah. It's hard. I feel like I feel like you have to be sort of Canadian to to really recognize a host. Yeah. You know, what? like we, we it, it almost go like we. I feel like you and I would know instantly. But. I mean, 
I guess the, you know, our listeners in the States. The archetypal hosers, I guess, would be like Bob and Doug McKenzie, but I, that's like a hoser mm-hmm. frozen in time in like the 80s or whatever. So yeah, mm. modern hoser. Like Encino Man. Yeah. Modern hosers, they're into tech. Uh, they <laughs> Imagine an... I'm, I'm, <laughs> Imagine a version of Encino Man where instead of it being Brendan Fraser as a hot caveman, you know, it's like a 1991 hoser from uh, Barry. <laughs> like, oh my God, there's a guy frozen in this ice. Let's break him out, dude. It's still Polly Shore, though. <laughs> yeah. Who breaks him out? Like, Whoa. Is this Encino Man too? Wait a minute. It's a set, it's a sequel and it's still Polly Shore in LA <laughs> and somehow like a snowmobile guy from Barry falls into the ice yeah. in the snowmobile and somehow, you know, I don't know, some water company scoops him up and takes him to LA and he's in a freezer. Yeah. Polly Shore busts him out and then they have a, then they have an adventure and Polly Shore has to introduce this 1990 Barry snowmobile enthusiast to modern day LA. Maybe bruh. he's like and Polly Shore's He's 60 now. He's not impressed now. with, you know, the glitz and glamour of the entertainment industry in Hollywood. And he's just like, what? where's Mike? Where's uh, Late Night with Mike Bullard? He misses that. Or Open Mic with Mike <laughs> Bullard. Open Mic, yeah. Yeah. yeah or, where's Kim Mitchell? Um, I don't care about the Hollywood Bowl. I want to see Kim Mitchell playing at a, a, a Legion Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's Saturday at 1 p.m. Where can I get a radio to listen to air farts? <laughs> that could be a full 30 minutes of the movie. Just uh, Brendan Fraser listening to an episode of the Royal Canadian Air Farts. Well, I'm, it's not Brendan oh. Fraser. I mean, it I, could be, but it's a new well, guy. If we're getting Polly Shore, I have to insist that we get Brendan Fraser. But Brendan Fraser was a caveman. Right. So you can have Brendan Fraser play a totally new character in Absolutely. this universe? I think that's what people want yeah Ugh. yeah i think so anyway good that's spitballing good. there uh <laughs> so you had so you're at a cottage you you're burning chicken burgers uh and also you know ev- was it every- did, was there a toilet in the cottage there was a toilet and what a toilet it had really? uh, the two buttons do you have a two button toilet uh in your life you ever, you ever two buttons i don't even know what that means you know there's the one button for uh liquids uh, oh, okay. And the other one for solids, if you understand what I mean. So it's a libtard toilet, is what you're telling me. <laughs> oh, and then another button for if you just feel sad. Participation toilet. Every <laughs> every waste gets its own category. Yeah. Um, oh, let button. me guess. And they got a million categories for all the different kinds. Yeah. Um, um, so that was fun. I would <laughs> I would just spend a lot of time just pushing those. Uh, two buttons, even when I hadn't used the bathroom. Um, That's fun. And another thing I noticed, you don't see this in the city. There was a man every night at sunset, uh, every, day, every day I was there, who would dress up in a kilt, and he would play the bagpipes as the sun went down. So this is true, what you're saying This right is now. true, yes. Isn't that wow. nice? So, so you were in an area where there's just lots of cottages, I guess. Yes. And, wow, and one had a guy in a kilt playing bad bagpipes. And you'll never look at the sun again uh, the same way after you've seen an <laughs> old man play the bagpipes as it sets. Wow. Yeah. Was he good? I mean, I feel like you you either play the bagpipes or you don't. There's no real good or bad. It's just like, mm. you know, 
he's that's pretty presumptuous of him to assume that all these other cottages want to hear daily bagpipes. <laughs> that's the thing about uh, people who are super into Celtic culture. They just assume that everyone else is is equally into it, I think. And they can't fathom a world where maybe some people don't want to hear bagpipes or fiddle music or, <laughs> you know, uh, the Leahy family or stuff like that. Bagpipes at a cottage. Yeah. Man. You ever worn a kilt? Not even once, no. Have you? No. No, me neither. I mean, I barely wear shorts. Yeah. Hmm. How was your time away, James? Did you have a nice, relaxing vacation? I did. It was really nice. Um, It was very nice to get away. And um, uh, I'm really happy that I was able to to go. Um, I didn't go to a cottage like you or or probably a lot of our... uh, a lot of our Canadian listeners do in the summer. Uh, I didn't go to a cottage or anything like that. Uh, but I did have a great trip uh, down to see our friends at Hedonism 2, the um, oh, the resort in Jamaica. The Swingers and, Resort. And uh, we've been. Yes, yes. That's right. If, if you're uh, curious, a great episode. If you want to go back, Mike and I went to Hedonism 2 just after Mike unfortunately broke his hip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went back this time by myself and... Uh, you know, it was it was nice to be back. Nice to see everybody. The old you know, faces. The old faces. Um, and I know what you're probably thinking. What the hell? You know, you can't go to Hedonism 2 during coronavirus. But you're wrong, Michael. Yeah. Uh, they are open. They are open uh, right now. Uh, and you can look it up. Hedonism 2 is open right now. Surely that can't be safe because Hedonism 2's whole thing is people kissing and hugging and smooching and to say, you know, I'm not going to not gonna keep naming things they do there because this is a family show, but uh, didn't you feel nervous to be there? Not at all. Not at all. Uh, they're taking coronavirus super seriously down at Hedonism 2, Jamaica. Um, there's social distancing everywhere um oh your they the your temperature will get taken in the in the dungeon constantly so if you're down in the dungeon Mm. or the swing room or the uh get crazy with it room there's someone there constantly like touching a little temperature taker to your head um does that ruin the another thing they're doing is like if you're you know in the uh, act kind of and someone shoots you in the head i mean you kind of try to yeah, you sort of try to tune it out or even work it into your fantasy, like, oh, what is this? Right. You know, are you an alien uh, sticking something in my head? It's hard. It is a bit hard, though, to keep it kind of sexy. Do they take um, the temperature of, used to be, of your it, you know what? And I hate to use that phrase. Yeah. They do forehead, uh, penis, and anus. Uh, they, they do all those. Because uh, the coronavirus can be anywhere. People don't know right. that. It can be in any part of your body. Right. Um, it also used to be that you, you uh, it used to be that, um, you know, the buffet, it yeah. used to be that you could have an orgy in the buffet, uh, and now you can't. Oh, so that seems safe. Again, they're, they're trying their best and it's really safe there. Like I felt really, really safe. Um, I did have one incident, unfortunately though. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. They try, like, well, I was in the gift shop. And, you know, their manager made this big stink because I wasn't wearing a mask. You know, Mm. he's like trying to get me to put on a mask. So I lost my temper and threw a butt plug in his face because I was just like, you know what? Uh, This is too much. And I know I'm not an anti-masker or anything, but I just lost my temper. And uh, so that's rude. I had to leave after that. Yeah, it's well, it was rude of him, really. All right. 
Well, leaving it at once that. Once again, a thing we do all the time on the show. We're going to have to agree to disagree. Um, we should mention we have a Patreon. We should. We should. <laughs> uh, well, folks, we have a Patreon, and uh, if you subscribe, you get a bonus episode a month and uh, other things. And uh, if you're interested, mm-hmm. please check us out. We'd be super grateful. And if you do uh, subscribe to our Patreon, thank you so much. You are the best. Thank you. And I want to give a shout out. Shout out to uh, Sean Carter, who's one of our longtime patrons. Mm-hmm. We appreciate thank you, you, Sean. And love you. We love you. And um, have we uh, been uh, a little behind with our bonus episodes? Yes, but we have a lot of great stuff coming. Uh, never fear, we're going to be start pumping. No, we've. I feel like over. I feel like since Corona, we've really been on time with them. Yeah. Well, we're about to. We need one for August. We do though. need one for August. And yeah. don't worry, we're going to pump your ears full of uh, nice bonus content. Just pump it and pump it into your ears. And what what is the P- Patreon address? I always mess it up, so I always ask Patreon. you. Patreon.com slash Landlord Tenant is where... And if you can't... Uh, there you go. And if you can't do the Patreon, that's fine. If you could uh, rate and review us. Give us five stars. And... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Only do it if you like Imagine it. if we were like, please I mean, give us a bad why review. why you'd be listening to this point if you don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Could you imagine listening to this still if you hated it? I can't imagine listening Maybe. to a podcast you don't actually like. That's, uh... Hmm. Anyway, there's that info. Thank you, everybody. Yes. Very serious. Um, great. So we have a great uh, guest this week, but um, is there anything... I know before we started recording, you, you, you told me that you wanted to... Uh, you had a question to ask me. And this is unlike you because you don't oh, usually, yeah, you don't usually care about my opinion. But uh, that's yeah. true. Well, um, yeah, I had a bit of um, love advice I wanted from you. Oh. I was a bit, <laughs> yeah, I'm a bit unsure of what to do. Really? Um, okay. So, well, first of all, I'm in kind of a sticky situation. I'd be glad to help, and I am honored that you you've come to me for advice. I just like to to put that out there. Well, I appreciate that. And um, I'm just not sure what to do. I, 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 I'm in a situation where I, I think I have feelings for someone. Okay. But I'm kind of a colleague of her brother's, like kind of friends. And uh, okay. I'm worried he's going to be upset that I have feelings for, for his sister. Okay. And I don't know what to do. I see. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes brothers can be very um, uh, protective. Oh, protective. Protective. They can look at, you know. They, yeah. They get a little bent out of shape when their buddy suddenly uh, develops feelings for their sister. You know, because they're like torn between their loyalty and they want to protect their sister. Mm-hmm. And he, this guy, I'm gonna, you know, I know how you are. I'm sure this guy's heard you, uh, you know, at the club or uh, he's seen you the uh, with with women before. So maybe he knows how you operate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe you're right. Well, it's we we're more like like he'll retweet me right. a lot and say like that's a great salient point, right. you know, like it's so we're not like like we haven't really met in oh. person. Okay. But I don't know, do you think it do you think I'm okay to to tell his sister how you I know, feel? In the old times before coronavirus, I would have said maybe, you know, 
just find, you know, I'm sorry to say, maybe find someone else. But right now, things are so crazy and things are so fragile. I'd say, you know what? You only live once. Go for it. Tell this woman how you feel about her. Uh, reveal your heart. Um, bear your soul to her because honestly, on your deathbed, you're going to regret it if you don't do it now. And that's, that's honestly what I think you should do. Wow. That's good advice, Mike. I really appreciate that. Okay, well, I'll tweet Abby Shapiro then and uh, let her know I like her and see if she feels the same way. Okay, then. Uh, I'm not sure if my advice still stands. Um, Anyway, speaking of Ben Shapiro, uh, James, did you see uh, your friend, uh, the video he made where he he was very upset about the, uh, the big song of the summer, WAP? And he even read the lyrics. I did see this. I yeah. did see this. And WAP really, first of all, WAP really has taken the yes. internet by storm. People love People talking are, about WAP. Yeah. And yeah, Ben Shapiro, sorry, yeah, Ben Shapiro, he did a deep dive. He huh. read the lyrics uh, to, to WAP and sort of reviewed the video, uh, almost like a Mystery Science Theater 3000 style, except more reactionary. <laughs> and um, while he read the lyrics, uh, he and spoiler alert, he didn't think they were nice. But he, uh, a nice mm-hmm. thing about it is that um, he read it as wet ass p word. He kept saying wet ass p word, or or he'd refer mm-hmm. to it as p word, <laughs> uh, which is very funny and uh, <laughs> doesn't make him sound like a nine thousand year old man. Yeah, you know what really hasn't gotten old, uh, uptight white people uh reading r- rap <laughs> lyrics uh straightforwardly yeah. <laughs> that ha- that hasn't gotten you know i haven't really seen that that much over the last since i was he seems a kid like the kind of guy who would like you know those people who yeah great take on like it. um carry a marker around and like correct grammar on signs and stuff like that because he's like upholding the sanctity of like the English language or something. Um, that's the kind of uh, mm-hmm. vibe that's going on in his review of, uh, of WAP. Yeah. Spit on my face. Put your, put your nose in my booty. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, I want to grind my ass on your dick. Hmm. He's okay. a little fella too, right, Ben Shapiro? So I can imagine that if if he was he around little. Cardi B and Megan The Stallion when they did have WAPs, the poor fella could drown. He could drown. <laughs> right? He's some water wings. Uh, yeah. Or a pool noodle, at least. Yeah, absolutely. Has anyone done like that thing yet where it's like, like a very earnest acoustic guitar cover of of wet ass pussy because that that always happens about a week or two after a big uh yeah, yeah for sure for sure no something to look forward to come something to fall. look forward to yeah um well mike i think uh i think i think our intro assignment is complete congratulations you have successfully completed the <laughs> intro now it's time to begin our wet ass podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. So why don't we uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back with our guest and we'll do our wet ass podcast.
everybody. Welcome back to the show. This is going to be a really fun interview. We have a returning guest. He hasn't been with us for a couple of years, so I'm sure he's a little older and a little bit um, wiser. He's joining us from Vancouver, BC. He's one of the co-hosts of the very popular podcast, Stop Podcasting Yourself. Look, everybody, it's Mr. Dave Shumka. Hi. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Hey, guys. Dave here, um, uh, joining you. Has it been two years? I guess it has. It was uh, last year. I did not go. To, oh, I did go to Toronto, but I did not. I guess I didn't see you. Yeah, how no, come you didn't did see us? Did I go to Toronto? Uh, Why didn't you see us? I don't. I don't think I went to Toronto yeah. last year. Hmm. I don't think you did either. I'm sure I would have messaged you and gone, "Hey, can you come by?" Yeah. No, I. I must not have. I uh, went to Montreal. How come you didn't come to Toronto um, this summer, Dave? Oh, uh, oh yeah, no, I'm coming. I'm coming to Toronto. All right. Uh, me, I'm on a train. I'm, okay. I'm, well, I'm not on a train now, but I'm taking the train. Uh, me and a bunch of my, uh, well, actually, they don't like, uh, boy. I don't know the right thing to call these people they're friends of mine and they have open sores and it's i guess they're uh boy they're like uh, they're it's the it's a colony of people who have this thing and uh, uh, anyway they're my friends i'm going with my friends and we're coming to toronto and we're just spreading uh you know the gospel Oh, it sounds like a bit of a snow piercer situation. You and all your friends on a train. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of a snow pier- piercer. Um, uh, we're gonna, there's going to be a murder on the midnight uh, express or whatever, uh, and it's the train to Busan. It would be so romantic to do a murder on a train. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um. What was what w- the Orient Express? That's the one. Yes. Yeah. And. There's an Alfred Hitchcock movie called The Lady Vanishes. And Strangers oh. on a Train. He, he was yeah, always yeah. making he, train. That guy. He was Mr. Choo Choo, basically. Train on the brain. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not allowed to say strangers in my house, so we call that movie S-Words on a Train. <laughs> All right. Why aren't you allowed to say strangers? Oh, just because I feel like it's, you know, it, it, it kind of makes it, it's not very welcoming to people. Like, I want it. I've okay. always wanted things to be like, hey, I'm not, we're, we're no different. There are no strangers. So I'm, tr- I'm teaching, teaching my kids that strangers are nothing to be afraid of. And in fact, there are no such thing as strangers. And, you know, as, you can ask anyone to wipe your butt. That's so interesting because I, I guess we, we all grew up in a different generation. So I guess parenting these days. I'm a boomer. So that's my generation. <laughs> right. You're in your mid 60s. Mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I get in retirement from the plant in a couple of weeks. Right. Hope I don't get my hand pressed into a car maker. <laughs> I operate the car making machine at the, the plant. Is it seen as unwoke to to warn children these days about strangers? Because I guess that is a kind of closed minded, and it's it's very uh, judgmental to warn children about strange men on the streets or driving around in weird vehicles and stuff like that, right? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's because people don't really let their children be alone ever. Yeah, helicopter parenting, right? That's me. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, I I personally think the mini, you know, 
The sort of whole thing about the guy in the minivan with no windows and, you know, if they offer you candy, don't don't go in the van. You know what? It's 2020. Go in the van. Go in the van, yeah. Suckle that candy. Go in the van. Learn about someone else's experience, kids. Yeah, like I'm not going, we like, we're not getting a puppy. So if someone wants to show you, <laughs> hey, I have a puppy over here, go see the puppy. Yeah. You're not going to get it at home. Yeah. Not with your allergies. No, no. I'm I'm just allergic to anything too young. <laughs> I have no problem with the dander. It's just the, oh, the youth. <laughs> uh, it's worth mentioning, as we're getting going here, that um, when we logged on to our Zoom, uh, I was drinking a rosé, and uh, Dave here on the Zoom had a big bottle of rosé behind him. <laughs> And we were both drinking rosé, and we were both drinking it out of a very similar looking yeah, glass. Yeah, very tiny, like you would drink, um, like an Italian would drink on a um, on a terrace somewhere. Yeah. Just like yes, not nothing fancy, no stem, just a like a, a unbreakable little glass. I feel like you two guys yeah. are characters from a Fellini film, whereas mm-hmm. I strangers on a train. <laughs> yeah, his his masterwork. Whereas mm-hmm. I'm sipping a damn beer like a like a hockey dad, and I yeah. feel outnumbered. I have to say, what's a oh boy, what's a who's a director who directs people who beer drink movies? Beer? Hmm, who's yeah. a beer director? Kevin Smith. Um, I think of him more as like the master of ganja. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, yeah, uh, or sorry, Jerry Bruckheimer. Would he be a beer mm. guy? Michael Bay. The Transformers yeah, are always drinking Jer- beer in those movies, right? Yeah. De- definitely Jerry Bruckheimer <laughs> does, has not directed a movie. <laughs> he's more of a producer, I think. Well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think, I think he's directed some of the greatest oh. films. If I, I'm, just, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I, I'm not going to IMDb uh-huh. it. but Beer Boys. Uh, he's drinking <laughs> lo- the lo- Lads of the Lager. Uh, the Legend of Hops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ale in the family. It's fun. I can't think of a good beer director. Who directed Barfly? The movie about um, Charles Bukowski. Was that... Bukowski. I think Bukowski directed that one. Oh, right, right. Yeah. He was like, I'll only make it if I can direct it. I've never never made a movie. I'm more of a... What is he, a writer? He was a writer, uh, former postman. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Do you... uh, uh, I don't know anything about him, but I know that he's like the kind of guy that if people like him, if you meet someone who loves Bukowski, run. Yeah. He, I think he's. Why? I don't understand. Oh, what, what's like, his deal? He's, uh, no, he's, um, a, he was like big and marathoners love him. So like, if you meet someone who loves him, run. Cause you're going to, they're going to be <laughs> oh, the person okay. who likes him is already running and you're going to have to catch up with him and be like, what's his deal? It's true. A lot of um, like people who run, uh, like running fanatics, marathon people, they um, they often they, they listen to books on tape of Charles Bukowski stuff, and um, they can't get enough of you know the way he depicts uh, desperate alcoholism. And it's nice, uh, Michael. You seem like you your sideburns are long enough that you maybe have read a lot of Bukowski in high school. I had heard all about Charles Bukowski, and I took out. Um, the book Post Office from the Oshawa, Ontario Public Library. And I didn't understand it. And I thought, I was like, oh, I'm too young to understand uh, how great it is. 
But now <laughs> with wisdom, I'm like, oh, he just, I think he just sucks. <laughs> um, did you have the sideburns in high school? My relationship with my sideburns is the longest relationship I've had with anything in my life. <laughs> I've had them since I was 15 years old. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure when you walked into the public library, the librarian was like, uh, the Bukowski section's over there. Check out the end cap. <clears throat> he had a big um he had a big mole, Bukowski, and he's one of the great mole havers. I guess he's in a, a rare, like sort of elite category with people like Aaron Neville, uh Lemmy from Motorhead. Yeah, and, Cindy Crawford. Yeah, Cindy Crawford. Uh, the uh the principal from Uncle Buck. All right. Yeah. <laughs> that heavy guy on whose line is it anyway? We talk about a oh, lot. Who Mike, used to the big wipe guy? himself down with a rag because he was sweating. Yeah, he What's had a big name. Mole, no? He's very talented. He was in Robin Hood, right? He was in. Uh, he was in Seinfeld one episode. He was. <laughs> That's what I said. Robin Hood. That's what we call yeah. Seinfeld in Toronto. No, but what was? Oh, he had a funny name. Oh, he was like FDR. Was it were his initials? FDR, let me see. I'm looking up large man. <laughs> I'm going to Google. Whose line? Yeah, that let's... guy, whose line? I also just Googled Charles Bukowski. I barely... Yeah, look at that mole. Mike McShane. Mike Michael McShane. McShane. An Irishman. And his, Arg. Yeah. A bit of Hibernia here. Mike McShane is remembered fondly as the fat American guy oh, off shit. Channel 4's Whose Line Is It Anyway? Imagine if that was the first thing that came up when someone, someone Googled you. Also, he's not he's dead. He's lost a lot of he's weight not later dead, in life. So why is he remembered fondly for that? <laughs> <laughs> he looks completely different now. Is he? Yeah. If he was, say, a four in his heavier days, what number would he be now, James? Wow. <sighs> be honest. He might be one of those guys that sort of did suit being a bit bigger, to be completely oh, no. honest. But has he lost weight? Maybe he's a five Does and he a half. He sort of sick and gaunt now, now that he's not... Nah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's sort of a, uh, uh, you know, clean. Uh, he's he's kind of lost the goatee, right? Uh, kept the mole. Yeah. He's kept the mole. Um, which his I his guess. character on Seinfeld was Franklin Delano Romanowski. I believe it was the episode that was backwards. Oh, oh, wow! With the Indian wedding. Um, you know what? Fact, yes. He was the one who put a curse on Kramer. I think. Interesting. Right. I think he was also in office space as the hypnotist who died of a heart attack while he was hypnotizing the lead character. And that's why he's like uh, point of view changed. Um, yes. Remember that? <clears throat> yeah. He, right. he was uh, Friar Tuck in office space. Do you think <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld um, in the writing room for, for his show Seinfeld was like, for a backwards episode, you know what we should get? <laughs> The fat guy from Whose Line? And then Larry David was like, this is a great idea. And then they gave him a call. Do you guys think that happened? Yes or no? No. All right. Honestly, no. I My don't. question is, any relation to Ian McShane? Interesting. Oh, weird. Um, uh, Ian McShane is not related to Mike McShane, but he's related to Michael McKean. <laughs> wow. You know what? Fantastic on SNL. Yeah. Sure. I remember being like a 15 or 16 and all my friends and I would do like Michael McKean characters. Uh, 
from SNL. Yeah, yeah, that was a weird time. It was a weird. You had to pick your favorite cast member uh, around yeah. that time, and for me, it was Mark McKinney. I have always I I remember more as an SNL castmate than as a kid in the hall. Oh, for sure. Wait, he wait, did wait. a lot. He of was stuff. also on Kids in the Hall. <laughs> I guess he was sort of I hmm I. I think I, I'm if I'm remembering the same guy. Interesting. Yeah, he was the yeah, white no, guy. There's a lot. There's just so like the '90s had so many great like SNL performers. Uh, Melanie Hutzel really had <laughs> oh, like God every character after character. every Monday morning on the schoolyard. All the kids would be you know Delta Delta Delta. Can I help you? Help you? Help you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I mean, look. Uh, would I trade places with Melanie Hutzel in an instant? Absolutely. Right. So would I. Yeah. Is that the rosé talking or is that... Uh... I just saw um, uh, that they just announced that men are supposed to not have two drinks of alcohol a day. They're supposed to have one drink of alcohol a day. Yes. Uh, and that is... I mean, what, what about if you're recording a, a pod, buddy? They didn't take that into account, mm-hmm. and you know, did you did you get did you catch the name of the doctor who made this recommendation, Dave? Because yeah, wasn't I did. Doctor Charles Bukowski was it? <laughs> yeah, that guy's a bit of a barfly, if you ask me. <laughs> who would tell me? No, I was going to say you. Your joke was better, but I was I oh. was also going to offer a joke. Um, I was going to say the doctor who said we should only drink one a day was Doctor Sourpuss. I didn't. No, I, that's good, Mike. I thought that's, you were going to not tell a joke. I thought you were going to. It was going to be a true, <laughs> true but unbelievable thing. So I'm sorry, Doctor Sound. To be honest, it's kind of nice. Any doctor is sort of saying, "Hey, have a, at least a drink a day." That is, yeah. Um, but they do say Could that. Be like, worse. Hey, having two um, drinks a day. Well, apparently, look. I saw that it was trending. I clicked on the trending part. I didn't click on any of the stories, so I saw whatever was like a highlighted thing that came out of the stories. And one one factor was that women were already only supposed to drink one a day, but men were for some reason like, "Hey, yeah, you know, you've had a tough day, have too." Right. I I mean, what a world where two a day, doctors are saying two drinks every day is fine. Yeah. I mean, I I could do that. But the do you think uh, that- other. Statistically, if there was they a woman that, president or woman prime minister that they would raise the number of drinks that women could have just to, to sort of even the playing field? Yeah. Some kind of like uh, soused <laughs> like lady politician. Uh, you know, uh, guess what, ladies? We've got to raise the drinks a day. <sighs> it's Heather's yeah. birthday. So every day is Heather's <laughs> birthday. I would love that if the first lady <laughs> i was like i was like i shouldn't say female that men who say fee call women females are bad so i'm gonna be a <laughs> lady president so the first woman president i think it would be great if she was if she showed up to inauguration drunk wearing like an inflatable penis hat from a, a bachelorette party right because they, they have like a, a lady or more lady politicians have a lot of catching up to do in terms of being drunk in office because we there's like you know winston churchill was a, a huge drunk i think sir john a Macdonald was known for being like just wasted all the time so let's get some friggin drunk ladies in there yeah or yes. like anyone who's the last drunk president 
Was I know Nixon was, was drinking Bill a lot. A drinker or who? Um, I guess he was just a sex maniac. Yeah, <laughs> Bill Clinton <laughs> kind of had like an addiction problem. He replaced drinking. I know he never <laughs> inhaled marijuana, but he replaced drinking with uh, sex mania. Yeah. And I know um, George W. Bush uh, before he was a president was a uh, cocaine addict. Right. Yeah. I feel like George W. didn't love having sex. Don't know why. Oh, boy. Um, I feel like he was over it. I feel like he was like, that's something I did when I was younger. You know? Do you think that after that Serbian or Croatian war criminal drank poison Oh, boy, what was the war over if you don't know the fucking difference? <laughs> if you don't know, but what, uh, if you think he was maybe Serbian, maybe Croatian, what were they fighting for? I mean, all the Balkans kind of blur together in, in my eyes. Dave's biased. Oh, boy. But... But you know, he's got a horse in this race. Do you think that uh, the security staff got a real talking to after that happened? Because it's like that's the one thing they're supposed to look. One of the things they're supposed to prevent from happening: prevent a guy from committing suicide by poison in the court by sneaking it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Surely they must have searched his pockets or something and been like, "Oh, a little vial. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's okay." Take the vial. Oh, it yeah. is for my uh, diabetes. <laughs> okay, yeah, no, we just have to scan it. That's all. I'm going to put a little uh, a little cotton pad on it, and then I'll put it under... Oh, no, it came out fine. Um, the uh, But we can all agree that ruled, right? It did rule. Yeah, it was cool. It was very, like, Mission Impossible. And you could tell as he was doing it, like, lifting up the poison and drinking it and shouting whatever allegiance to... Hitler or whatever, that he knew <laughs> he was going to go down in history as a legendary meme. Yeah. This right? <laughs> I would be worried because like if you, if I eat something that messes with my stomach, it's going to be like, I don't want to have an accident, but he's messing yeah. with something he knows is going to go into his stomach and kill him. Mm-hmm. He does not want to be remembered as the guy who drank something, shit himself and died. <laughs> In the Hague. Yeah. <sighs> Just to confirm, he did die, right? He did die. Yes. Yeah, that guy's okay. dead. One of yeah. he's a legend. Um, he's an absolute legend. I yeah. don't know. No one knows legend. his name. I'm sure some people in Serbia or Croatia. No one knows do, his name Michael. or what he was sort of. Uh, <laughs> or maybe Bosnia. Uh, the point he was trying to get across. Herzegovina, but... or perhaps. Kosovo. <laughs> so I, I just googled Poison Courtroom, which would be a good name for a band, but <laughs> the guy who did it, his name was Slobodan. Uh, there's something about the name Slobodan and war criminals, isn't there? Uh, Slobodan Praljak. And, uh, Kraljak. What a great Praljak. name. Praljak Horseman. Uh, yes! The version. <laughs> And uh, he was involved in the Croatian War of Independence, the Bosnian War, and the Croat-Bosniak War. Wow, mm. he was he was in all all the big wars. Yeah. What? Um, where was he from? Sorry. It says that he was no, he didn't. He wasn't born in the Hague. He died in the Hague. Hold on, I, I made a mistake. He was born in uh, the state of Croatia. It okay. Says. And did yeah. he? Oh, it's beautiful there, actually. Like uh, there. Our generation kind of knows it for the war, but like it's a it's like a really uh, hot vacation spot. Yeah, the Dal- Dalmatian the coast. I haven't been there. 
No. Well, but I, I've I, heard the I, same I, thing. I, you know, I know people. I, I see Instagram feeds. And I'm like, wow, Croatia, <laughs> eh? James, you said Dalmatian Coast. That reminds me of a, a mm. the Disney dogs. Oh, that's a great pull, Mike. Yeah, 101 Dalmatians. It just yeah. came off the top of my head. I, no, that's know. really, yeah. Is that wow. the only Disney thing? Did that have, uh, was that an existing story before Disney made it into a movie? Because like every other Disney thing yeah. is something Doesn't else. It seem like a Hans Christian Andersen or Grimm Brothers story, does it? No, it it's like <laughs> takes place in the 20, 20th century, not the 21st century. They're like driving a jalopy and stuff, right? Set in 2040. <laughs> It's an old, old English medieval tale. One hundred and one Dalmatians. I, I have um, children, and when Disney Plus became a thing, I when I was growing up, I maybe saw two Disney movies, maybe three. Maybe I saw Aladdin, one hundred and one Dalmatians, and The Great Mouse Detective. But when we, uh, when Disney Plus came out, we we just were like, we watched everything, and I had never seen, I had never seen most of it. But uh, what did you think? No, Disney's great. Yeah, good. If you need a, uh, what would you rate it out of five? <laughs> Disney, the company. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy, um, and that includes ABC, ESPN. Oh god, I have uh, to include no. that. Castle Rock, Fox. Now, um, they. Uh, okay, I guess I, you know, three point eight out of five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, like, there's a lot of on Disney Plus. There is. Every one of those bad, like, uh, live action uh, Sunday night, you know, magical world of Disney special that they had that you didn't want to watch. <laughs> so oh, you that's great. Count that. Anything with like a you know a, a donkey kicking field goals. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I get you know kind of what Netflix does, and I get what like. Um, even Amazon Prime does. I get what Disney does, but I don't get what Apple TV's thing is. No. I have it because I bought a phone. Is there anything on I, there? I bought a phone. I know there was the year. morning show with Steve Carell and Jennifer Aniston. That's all I, I know. The, oh, there was. The first episode. Tim Cook does like a, a lip sync show, I think. Yeah. Tim, Tim Cook does like <laughs> driving in cars, uh, lip syncing with, you know, different programmers. <laughs> Um, he actually and he pranks people in the Apple office and it's very it's like sort of like um, what was the Ashton Cooker Cooker Ashton Cooker show take mm-hmm. two oh, I believe it was called Punked Mike mm. Punked it's it's like a a punked but for like uh, the Apple staff yeah oh so, uh, yeah it was supposed to be for just the staff but it was so popular at Apple that they decided they decided to make a whole streaming service based around it. <laughs> <laughs> It uh, haven't heard a lot from Tim Cook during the pandemic. What is his? Where is he getting his haircut? Yeah, we're hearing a hell of a lot from Bill Gates Mm -hmm. trying to give us all vaccines, Mm -hmm. trying to track us. Yeah, where's Tim? Yeah, hearing from uh, Jeff Bezos. How do you say it? Jeff Bezos? I try not to say it. (laughs) If I were him, I would change my name if I was the richest man on earth. I would change my name from like something as plain and sort of unimpressive as Jeff Bezos to like uh like Buzz or like um just one word or Buzz Mr. Bezos. 
Mr. Lightning or something like that. Or just bees. 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 Yeah. yeah. B-E-E-S. B-E-E-S. <laughs> like, not even with a Z? Not, e- not bees? Yeah. Bees. Like, Joe Stalin was a fake name. Joe Joseph Stalin. Stalin. Oh, someone's I don't know why I Joey. Too familiar you guys know with... Joey Stalin? Joe Joe? Yeah. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> but Joe Stalin, I think that I was know. a fake name. Yeah, the Man of Steel. Well, that's Superman. what I'm saying. Like, modern day powerful people are basically these billionaires. I mean, maybe they should take a page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who was the richest? Do you remember who the richest man alive was when you were a kid? I remember always hearing the name Lee Iacocca, who I think was like, ran a mayor? some car company. He ran Chrysler. He was in the movie Ford v. Ferrari. He, he... Right. Lee Iacocca. We you, just you, talked you about this on my podcast. You clearly know more about him than I do, but he was always we in the We just watched Ford v. Ferrari on my podcast. And what so- did you think of Ford v. Ferrari? I loved it. It was as advertised. It was Ford v. Ferrari. Yeah, it was, and it was a great execution of that of course it's you know total dad porn was jason Bourne (laughs) in the movie jason Bourne's in it um the jason Bourne's in it the dark knight is in it and um is optimus no one else uh boy uh, can i say though mm -hmm. spoiler alert okay but kind of a bummer ending i was kind of like okay i'm kind of getting on board with this irascible British difficult guy. This is kind of fun. And then he, you know, spoiler alert again, loses this big race and then fucking at the end is a really bad thing happens to him. Yeah, okay. It's kind um, of a bummer. Hey, uh, spoiler alert of what actually happens. He wins the race and dies. So he doesn't lose the race and something <laughs> He didn't bad. win the race. He had to share it with these other guys. <laughs> oh, I guess so. But they... Something bad happens. <laughs> Well, I thought, what about our precious <laughs> listeners who haven't watched Ford versus Well, then Ferrari don't, yet? they they heard spoiler alert twice. Okay. All right. The problem right. is everyone, most, 99% of our listeners are gearheads. Yeah. They're all about cars. They're always going to the car factory to see what's mm-hmm. rolling off the line. You're from Oshawa. What, uh, were you? Did you hang out outside the car factory all the time and try to get autographs? That's where I went to school. <laughs> we all went to school at GM, and my uh, high school teacher was a, uh, a motor of a car. Your high school teacher, yeah. My high school teacher, and no, no, no. But yeah, GM was huge, and all of the other kids in the school who had like whose families had lived in Oshawa for generations. Every summer, they got these summer jobs on the line at GM and made like $25 an hour and made so much money. And then people like me who were like, had no connection to GM, just like worked at the movie theater for like $5 an hour and, uh, but got free popcorn occasionally until the manager told us that that was corporate theft. Uh. (laughs) Mike, was it you who was working at the movie theater on 9-11? I was working... As an usher at Mamma Mia. On oh, that's right. Eleven, yes. And, um, uh, what, uh, yeah. At like 8.30 in the morning when it happened? Yeah, they had a morning <laughs> uh, shift. <laughs> on a Tuesday? <laughs> yeah. Um, I like that you remember it was on a Tuesday. Did they keep it? Did they do a show that night? So, so 9-11 happened early in the morning. And like pretty much all of downtown, like the financial district cleared out. 
Everyone thought maybe there was going to be an attack in Toronto, which is ludicrous. Don't but, flatter uh, yourselves. Yeah. No. Yeah. But uh, I was like, oh, surely they'll cancel the show. And they didn't. And so everyone had to go in. <laughs> and it was like a like one quarter full theater. Of, Did you get uh, a good pep talk beforehand? Mike, I want you to <laughs> ush the shit out of this show tonight. Show, these- sh- don't let the terrorists win. Just ush the fuck out of these people. Seat Show these all old of the- bags to their seat. <laughs> if you don't uh, seat all these widows who are on vacation from Texas tonight, Osama bin Laden has won. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a mostly happy theater, <laughs> and they had a brief moment of silence before the overture started, and then the show happened, and What's the, the audience and the cast were all freaked out, and it was a weird performance of Mamma Mia. Wouldn't it be cool if... The terrorists were like, we are taking down both towers. We're taking down uh, the Pentagon. We are taking down the theater in Toronto that is showing Mamma Mia. And that's With Camilla it. Scott. The, was she a talk show host? Yes. Yes. Uh, well, she was in that performance, Michael. How do you say death to Camilla Scott in Arabic? Which is what Osama bin Laden <laughs> would have said in a video communique. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's what he said. She's beautiful. I'm Googling her right now. Dave. Did you not see her talk show, Dave? No, I guess I, I just don't rem- It It's the, like when you, the name, I, I knew she was a talk show host, but I, I forgot. I have not heard that name since. She was our Jenny Jones. <laughs> or, no, 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 Deanie not Jenny Petty. Jones. No, well, we already had a Deanie Petty. Yeah. She was our, um... Uh, oh, Ricky shit. Lake. Who was the younger talk Ricky show Lake? host? Uh, Ricky Lake. Thank you. Yeah, she was our Ricky Lake. Mm-hmm. That's great. Come out uh, on who's stage? the current one? During Marilyn, Mia, Marilyn Dennis? Marilyn Dennis. Um, she is... She's our... Hmm. She's our I Barbara Walters. Definitely, I would go to a, like, a, a musical of the entire cast was Canadian talk show host. <laughs> Mike Bullard as Jean Valjean. Being chased around by Ralph Ben Murgy as Javert. This this version of Les Mis is different. Jean Valjean kept asking the audience what they did for a living and where they're from. <laughs> and then it got cancelled. Yeah. It's one of the great musicals that took place in the back of Wayne Gretzky's. It's so funny. I remember when the Mike Bullard show, and if you're if people listening don't remember this, Mike no Bullard No one's listening. He's a <laughs> People uh, are Mike, so mad we, they, they found out about the end of uh, Ford, Ford v. Ferrari. <laughs> well, uh, either way, Mike Bullard was a Canadian stand-up comedian. He's still alive. Uh, just like Mike McGrath, or what's the guy's name from Whose Line? Mark and, McGrath from Sugar Ray's. Whose Line is it anyway, and Sugar Ray. Mike Bullard had a talk show in Canada on the CTV network that... Uh, he would have Canadian celebrities and visiting Americans and his whole thing was crowd work. So like the, his whole monologue would just be picture a shoddily dressed bald uh, man who's not very good looking, uh, doing a monologue instead of jokes, just saying, Hey, uh, where are you from? What do you do? What do you do for a living? And then, um, Oh, you're going on. Okay. Well, there's another thing. Cause the, the show was popular in terms of Canadian TV and mm-hmm. I remember reading an interview with him when his show moved from the Comedy Network to CTV, which was like a big step up. And he was like, there was a quote of him saying, 
I think in a year or two, I'll be ready to take on Letterman. And I think six months later, the Mike Bullard show had been canceled. And he was like, well, you know what, Mike? Yeah. He went from CTV. He made the big jump, like a lot of, you know, Canadian industry people do from CTV to global. <laughs> he went on global. And there was a week in like the early 2000s where Conan uh conan did his show from toronto for a week and i really think that was what killed mike bullard because he was on global and no and it was sort of like a lame thing and everyone was so obsessed with conan coming to toronto and then mike bullard's uh show didn't last much longer after that on global poor mike and then he got a job on the radio in toronto yeah. and then he got fired because he was accused i think of stalking a woman <laughs> And then now he sells, so, he pitches mobility sco uh, scooters, I think, on TV. Nice. But I think Conan well, is still a, a major force I in I think comedy. Conan's still on. Yeah. Conan's still doing a show. Yeah, no, I saw that. Hmm. Yeah. Mike Bullard. Uh, Conan has a podcast, too. Mike Bullard should get on that. Yes. A stalker cast. Right. Conan O'Brien should take a, a page out of Mike Bullard's book. And really lean into having reactionary right-wing politics. Do you uh, think Mike Bullard... Now, I don't want to make light. Well, I guess I... Light We're Bullard. gonna. But, um... And I hope whoever he was stalking is safe. And I hope he's, you know... I'm not even going to talk about this. <laughs> There's no, no good can come from this. I just... Look, let's just leave it at that. I hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I mean, reasonable. This is my, uh, you know, my mature uh, ability to think uh, think ahead and think, huh, how are you going to end this sentence? And just go. <laughs> Guys, do you know something interesting? Now, okay. this is a first for Kent. This is a unique thing. Uh, Mike Bullard, I'm reading his Wikipedia. It says here, a native of Mississauga. Bullard worked briefly as a police officer with Peel Regional Police in his youth, but resigned when he was not permitted to moonlight in comedy clubs. Canada produced the first talk show host cop. Isn't that yeah. nice? <laughs> All comedians are bastards. <laughs> Defund Mike Bullard. Um, the, uh... He doesn't have cop energy, though, does he? Does he? <laughs> what do you do for a living? And uh, do you know why I pulled you over? <laughs> <laughs> he thought he was still on them. the job. <laughs> um, what, uh, Can I see your license, so, sir? So I was going to say, uh, James reminded me that I had recently been a guest on your show, Stop Podcasting Yourself. And I it. said yes, and I had a great time. But I remembered that you told me that James had sent you a certain email about a rude topic uh, about a strip yeah. club. And uh, I think you guys should... Talk this out because there's actually some strip club news from Toronto recently. Also. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so um, James, who who only ever messages me about, hey, have you heard how bad the new Weezer album is? <laughs> um, <laughs> or how it's not bad. I've never heard that message from you. And well, I've never heard that message from on. anyone above 15 years old. Um, but uh, you, after like not, talking to me for months you sent me a message saying "Ooh, there was a uh an outbreak of covid at, hey dave did you see this news story from your city of course i fucking did what am i 
Where, like, what else am I doing other than watching COVID news in my home? You know what? I'll, first of all, a lot of people would have found it really charming to get a little a little joke like that. Mm. And second of all, <laughs> my main contention is you've also written me. Have you heard how bad the new Weezer is? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we talk so, about. We don't. We don't. We're not like horny boys for each other. We don't send each other horny sickness news. So you sent me a message being saying, hey, did you see this news story? There was a uh, an outbreak of COVID at this strip club in Vancouver. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I heard. I mean, this just makes me wonder what your viewpoint is on on horniness and sex in general. I'm into, because I'm into it. I think that's a fun message to get. Um, then you go, then you reply, oh, <laughs> yeah, uh oh. You know, what was your response, Dave? What, My what response was James probably back? the thing that because there was a, an outbreak at Brandy's, um, which I've uh, never been to. I'm not, okay. you know, damning it with fake, faint praise um, or whatever that means. <laughs> I've heard it's good, but I yeah, never- <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's actually uh, it's a decent uh, place to get your rocks off. Um, but it's, uh, I know it as the place Ben Affleck went to when he was shooting the movie Paycheck. (laughs) He went there and had a tryst with, uh, one of the, the, uh, dancers and it broke him and and J-Lo up and they had been engaged. So Brandy's is infamous. This is some of Vancouver's, um, you know, most famous, uh, horny cinematic history. Can I ask, Dave, do you think that when he was in Vancouver shooting the classic film Rumble in the Bronx? Payback. Payback. Chan... I called it Paycheck. I meant, pay... I meant Payback. <laughs> paycheck? Do you think paycheck. Jackie... Paycheck? Payback. Jackie Chan? Wait, are we talking about the same guy? Ben Affleck? Oh, no. Mel Gibson was Payback. Ben Affleck was Paycheck. <laughs> okay. Where did Rumble in the Bronx come from? Well, Rumble in the Bronx was shot in Vancouver. Yeah, it's the famous movie that takes place in the Bronx with the North Shore (laughs) Mountains behind it. Beautiful (laughs) mountain view. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But do you think Jackie Chan went to Brandy's and got a fucking boner? (laughs) Got a kung fu boner. Honestly, no. I don't know if he did. I don't think Brandy's was around back then. I only remember hearing about Brandy's it's been around for a while, but only in my, in like, mm. I think it's like a post 9 11. Uh, <laughs> they opened it on September 12th. Yeah. <laughs> they had a moment of silence. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, but I hear there's, oh, I hear uh, there's an even bigger outbreak in your fair city. Uh, that's my, yeah. my impression. <laughs> well as many as 550 people were exposed to coronavirus at toronto's brass rail Mm -hmm. which is also like which is toronto's big famous strip club Mm -hmm. and i remember being in university and uh, on the i think the well there's there's two big exposés of celebrities going to this one i remember uh chad michael murray was photographed (laughs) coming out of there and also a rod Ah, and uh, and okay. uh, that was a bit of a you know con- you know big scandal. Have, I can't remember the situation. You guys- I think he like just didn't go with his wife or something. J Lo, it's just J Lo. Uh, she likes guys yeah. who like. But I think it was pre J Lo. 
I get a little bit of pre J Lo. <laughs> okay, J Lo by after. Um, I have you either of you been there? And be honest, yes. I've been. Yeah, I have. I've been, I've been but, with Chris Locke, our regular guest. <laughs> but let me say, Dave, mm-hmm. at the brass rail for years now, there there has been a little questionnaire before you're allowed in that just asks you if you are dating mm-hmm. or engaged to J Lo. Uh, so I'm not sure if they do that at Brandy's, but um, no, they do that here. Um, they they do they didn't back then, but now they do. Um, okay. So you know, Chris Judd, too little, too late. Chris Judd, who her former husband um, was denied entry. Mark Anthony was denied entry. Uh, <laughs> who else has dated or been married? J Lo. Um, boy, uh, uh, Diddy, of course, famously denied entry. Yeah. Um, I haven't been to, I think all the strip clubs I've been to are closed. So there's mm, no interesting. <laughs> so strip clubs, if you're listening, strip club mm-hmm. owners, uh, seems like Dave is a yeah. bit of the angel of death Post when it comes to my picture at the front and say, do not clubs. let this guy in. <laughs> he went to three strip clubs 20 years ago. <laughs> It was a funny thing, though, because when the story broke that uh, 550 people in Toronto had been exposed. 550,000 people in Toronto (laughs) have COVID. How many virus particles? uh, How do you measure COVID in a lab dance? (laughs) Shamona. Someone wrote an article, I think, in the Star or the Globe saying, like, Good luck getting all these married men to admit to their wives that they went to the strip club. <laughs> like it was like 1950 or something. Yeah. It's like all these married men going well, after also work. That, you, that you'd have to, because like now these guys are going to co- get a COVID test. You don't have to say it's because you're at the brass rail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You could like, also say like, uh, you know, Tom, the fucking scuzz bucket I work with, went to the brass rail. Your wife knows that. <laughs> yeah. um, Maybe... Maybe the virus shows up though under the microscope, like wearing like uh, pasties and like high heels, and you see a DJ in the background playing like closer by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, but if the scientist is really hungry, the virus looks like uh, like a cooked turkey. (laughs) Um, I was when it happened at Brandy's. My father-in-law. I was talking to to my father-in-law about it, and he. Oh boy, he was. He said. uh, it, he just said, "What a bunch of losers!" Like, imagine, like you you've been waiting yeah. months to go to the strip club, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, that is the definition of a loser. Like, I yeah, I like, don't it, like if you're going yeah during a pandemic, that's you, insane. You are like at the best of times, it's something you're not really proud that you did. You're the absolute worst if you had like if you can't not go to the strip club. I mean, we. Uh, we live in a city where people can't not go to a drum circle during the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So strip club fans and owners, uh, you know, be careful. Be um, careful. The more careful you are, the sooner we can all get back to going to strip clubs. How many have you been like, to? I've been two. to three. I'll name them for you. The Fraser Arms, the uh-huh. Red Lion in Victoria, BC, and of course... Uranus Lounge in Vancouver, which is 
which, be- <laughs> wow. which became a Starbucks and then became the city's first pizza pizza. Wow. What wow. a what a sort of trajectory. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh that's good. I've I guess I've been to the Brass Rail in Toronto, Zanzibar, which is right down the street oh, yeah. from the Brass Rail. Um this was years ago. I've been to have you, a couple a, in Montreal. Have you been to Club Super Sex, the most famous strip club in Canada? I was there just before. I believe it closed. Oh no! I believe it closed. But I remember because is it always just going famous because of the name and the and, and the huge like it's mural. It's just thing. got a. Fr- it's a, there's a Frenchiness about it. The fact that you have to say it with a <laughs> French accent. Club Super, Super Sex. Super Sex. Uh, hot dog. Hamburger. Well. Uh, <laughs> I do. Club soda. I do remember going up the stairs for so Club Super Sex was in downtown Montreal on St. Catherine Street, and it had a huge mural of a like a woman who was wearing like a Superman, Superwoman costume, flying through the sky. But there was an S that didn't stand for Superman, stood for sex. And I remember going up the stairs with my brother and some friends during a trip to Montreal. And we walked up the stairs. And we're like, we're gonna go in. And was there and a sign there, that said like, your sideburns must be this long to enter? <laughs> <laughs> well, we got there and the bouncer was like, charge is like, know, like covers $20. Then we instantly just turned around. We're like, fuck that. And we went back down the stairs and my friend directly in front of me as we were descending the stairs farted in my face. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's more of an upstairs, walking up the stairs kind of thing. I guess, but I was very close to his anus, you must understand. <laughs> um, wouldn't that be great if you just had money to throw away on... Like, does entering a club. <laughs> uh, how about you, James? Did you go to one in Montreal? Uh, yeah, I want to know your life. I, actually, James. I think I did, but I don't remember the name. But I've been to Brass Rail and okay. For Your Eyes Only on King Street, which I think just well, closed. That seems like a weird one. Uh, uh, actually, the weirdest, the other one I went to is is the weird one. At a bachelor party, I went to one. Was it Garfield Eats? Uh, what's it called? House of Lancaster? Oh, yes. Oh, I've really? been there with you, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was this it, is weird. The, the name of it makes it seem like, is it Kingsman themed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like 14th century Europe themed. Uh, there's maids everywhere. Mm. No Catholics allowed. Does, Toronto has a, a medieval times, right? Yes. Yeah. That sounds, that's the strip club I want to go to. <laughs> oh, the, um, that was a, that was a, a friend's, uh, bachelor party, right, James? W- w- that's we right. The house yes. Of Lancaster. And I remember yeah. hiding a, I had a bottle of, uh, of whiskey with me cause we had been in a different location <laughs> and I realized you couldn't bring liquor into the strip club. So I, being smart and classy, I remember taking the bottle of, of whiskey out of my pocket across the street from the strip club and hiding it under a garbage can. <laughs> when we left at like three in the morning, I crossed the street, got on my hands and knees and retrieved the bottle oh, of whiskey from underneath there. the garbage can. It was still there. Yes, I know some people who hid marijuana at the airport. And then, like, <laughs> in the parking lot, like, there was, like, a garden around the parking lot, and they dug a hole and hit it and mm. then flew away and came back, went back, went on their trip and came back, and then it was still there. Really? Yeah, those, yeah, those marijuana works, dogs only work inside. 
James, you had an idea for a fun way to end this episode. That's right. I, I'm always thinking of games, uh, fun little little <laughs> games at the end of the episodes. Mind well, teasers. Uh, yeah. Dave uh, and Graham have a segment called Overherds that's very funny and a really good idea. I wish yes. we had a very similar idea that we could just throw in every episode and it would just be We a should thing. just use that idea on our show and just yeah. use use it. Uh, well, we could. My yeah. uh, current idea, though, was um, uh, a segment called draft folder disasters <laughs> and we may we may record theme music for this but we'll see yeah do you want me to so sing basically something? sure oh, all right sure all right. Uh, <laughs> when you open your twitter and you're looking for things you don't know what to tweet it's been a lazy day but then you open the folder and you get on a raft I think we, you know where we're going with this. It's called drafts. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Yes. Thank you, Dave. I mean, it's just a little something I've been working on. Do you want to explain the premise to the listeners and to Dave? James? Yeah, well, my idea was we go through our Twitter drafts folder. And that's tweets that we didn't tweet out and instead sort of clicked close on and they just save in your draft what is your like uh um when you put something in your draft what is your mindset are you like i'll come back to this later i will this needs some touch up or Mm -hmm. i'm like uh yeah that for me that's it or it's like this is going to be something that's going to be funny to tweet around halloween so i'm gonna just (laughs) keep it here for a while i think a lot of times it's like this is funny to me but I don't think it will be to anyone else, but I want to hold on to it because it's funny to me. Dave, do you have like, um, I'm imagining some of the Halloween tweets you're saving. Do you have a, a tweet you're saving for Halloween? That's just, <laughs> no, no, but I've done that. It says boo. It says boo. It says, uh, but then every time I open my <laughs> draft, for I get really scared. <laughs> and I drop my phone in the toilet. Well, um, James, do you want to go first? Because you, you conceived this idea. All right. I mean, and we'll maybe see I guess we'll, goes. we'll read them and then we'll sort of try and explain where our head was at the time, maybe, and why we didn't sure. tweet it. Okay, here is a, an a untweeted tweet from my draft folder. <laughs> an untweeted tweet, I love it. Yeah. And uh, it starts, brackets, to the tune of I Wanna Hold Your Hand, and brackets. <laughs> the Beatles. And then it's, quote, I wanna lick your ass, end quote. <laughs> I want to hold your ass. I want to no, lick no, your ass. I want to lick your ass. Oh, I want to, <laughs> I want to lick your ass. Did not tweet hey, what that. What time was it? What time was it? Uh, what year was can it? Can I find out that info? I don't think it says, but it could have been quite late. <laughs> yeah. Um, so why do you think you didn't tweet it? I think. Do you think you I, meant to text I, it? I think I got scared. <laughs> the truth is, I think I got scared. Yeah. I love it, but. But you were afraid of success? Is that why you were scared? Yeah, yeah I'm always self-sabotaging. Yeah, you think, you, like, mm. if you tweet that, you're probably going to get a TV deal. That'll be shit my dad yeah. says, 2020. <laughs> <laughs> also, imagine if Paul McCartney had happened to be on Twitter at whatever moment where you I mean, pressed send, and he saw it, and next thing you know... He's in your DMs yeah. saying, like, take that fucking tweet down. Yeah. I'm going to send my lawyers after you. You're not the millennial weird Al. <laughs> <laughs> All 
Um, yeah. Mike? I want to lick your ass. Yeah. Um, sure. So I also have a musical <laughs> one. Um, here it is. Uh, to the tune of Brick. And this is a Halloween themed one. Wow, we are Sorry, really similar you, tweets. Do you here. want me to yeah. uh, score this as well? <laughs> yes, sure. please. Uh, my and it's actually a, a Halloween themed one. So. Halloween themed, of all things. <laughs> wow. So it's the chorus. Who knew you knew Brick? <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I had a lonely oh, teenage. Halloween is so friggin' scary. It's a day full of ghosts and goblins. Halloween is the devil's birthday. And a tweet. <laughs> and I didn't tweet it. Wow. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. It is. So why didn't you tweet that, yeah. Mike? Well, I guess I thought maybe it was just a little too silly and I wasn't treating Halloween. Uh, with the respect it deserved, because some you know people who are druids or pagans do take it seriously, and you know the song "Brick" has a lot of meaning to a lot of people. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not the spoiler. If anyone didn't hear the ending of uh, uh, Ford B Ferrari, uh, I'm also going to spoil <laughs> the ending of Brick. Uh, she gets the abortion. Yeah. <laughs> it's still Boxing Day. It's like an Edgar Allan Poe story. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Dave, do you have an uh, untweeted tweet? Yeah, mine. I don't have any musical ones. I wish it would be nice. I wish it would be nice. Uh. Wouldn't it be nice? <gasps> if only I had a tweet about that song. Um, Maybe we could write one together. Yeah. Um, mm. All right, I guess I'll just go with this one. Um, Latin is the only class in high school where you get rewarded for saying come. <laughs> and you know what? Well, do you know why I haven't tweeted that? Yeah, why? Because I, I, you know, I already tweeted something a couple hours ago. I don't want to be overwhelming people. Well, that's gold. That's solid right. gold. But were you thinking like, oh, there are all these high school classes or, you know, throughout my education, every time I said come in a class, I'd be punished. And then you were like, oh, but imagine, I, I, I guess Latin would be the only one where the teacher would give me a reward, <laughs> a gold star, or maybe like a coupon for Pizza Hut or something. No, I walked past, in my neighborhood, someone is using, someone has a tent in their front yard and their backyard, two tents from a high school, like okay. they're branded with the high school's branding, and the it's a uh, like a private high school with a Latin... Uh, uh, whatever uh, motto, and it's something something come something. And I'm like, you can't put that on a high school's motto. You like, you oh. can't have like the uh, the word come emblazoned on a high school. It's like showing red to a bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, so yeah, man. that's uh. So I yeah I put a little twi twist on that. So you got mad when you saw that banner. Yeah, got mad. I got horny. I went to the brass rail. I got COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think oh, anyone man. will die from going to the strip club? Out of five hundred and fifty people, I would say odds are at least one person is going to die for sure. Someone who knows us 
uh, someone who went to the strip club, probably. Because everyone who goes to the strip club is healthy. Mm. Yeah. You go yeah, to the a strip guy's club, mom. you think, this will never happen to me. Yeah. Maybe. A guy's elderly mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's sad. A nice, uh, a nice mom. Um, can I just do one more? I don't, you guys, if you wa- want to do another oh, uh, boy, draft folder uh, thing. Is this a... Um, I have one is more. This, oh boy, I hope it's too... Uh, uh, <clears throat> what if God was one of us by Joan Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually non-musical, okay. but it is... Uh, it's a Canadian news story that I was, uh, I sort of quote tweeting. That's something I like to do every now and then just to have some fun with the news. Um, it's from the Chronicle Herald from Halifax, right Mm -hmm. on the East coast of the country. And, um, are either of you familiar with, uh, Theodore tugboat, which was a tugboat that was, uh, uh, in the Halifax Harbor for years. No, it it looked sort of like not Thomas the Tank Engine, but it's a famous tugboat. You don't know. <laughs> I guess Vancouver's more of a what a trawler. Oh town? no, this is a fucking jet ski community, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, Theodore tugboat looks like I guess yeah Thomas the Tank Engine, but in a boat form, and he has like nice, friendly eyes and like a fun mouth. He's like a children's hero, um, sort of like Christ. And uh, there was a news story that Theodore tugboat was being put up for sale, and people in Halifax were upset. And the there's a picture of Theodore Tugboat, and it says, Hauling Anchor, Halifax Waterfront Favorite, Theodore Tugboat Up for Sale. And then I, <laughs> the uh, what I wrote over it in the quote tweet was, Bye-bye, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't tweet it. Wow. That's Were you sad. afraid of them coming after you? I guess yes, because East Coasters they uh, they speak with their fists, mm-hmm. right? Um, fists and, and fish. It was a little bit harsh. <laughs> <laughs> they speak with their fists and they speak with their fish. <laughs> and I possibly because it was a bit late. I remember when I wrote this draft, I may have had a few drinks and I may have thought maybe let's sit this one out until the morning and see how I feel about it later. Are we going to challenge each other to post these? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> wow, that's a good drops, idea. We can tweet our draft folder disasters. Okay, should we do that? What day does this drop? Tomorrow or Thursday? Probably Thursday. Okay, yeah, this is a long one. You're going to be up all night editing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Should we post them? I I'd do it. Mine has, I'm not afraid. Oh boy, I I don't know if they'll let me say come. <laughs> I mean, you could send screenshots to the show Twitter account, and we could post those on the Twitter. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'll just post them. <laughs> I'm not going to let. You, I'm getting all the likes for these. All right, all right. here's one more uh, from me. Do either of you? Okay, sure. Yeah. Here's uh, this is one. Well, it's from. This has been in my draft since Father's Day. <laughs> uh, here it goes. Whenever I feel bad. Okay. I remember that in 30 years, my kids will post a picture of me on Twitter on Father's Day, and their friends will be like, ooh, your dad was a snack in 2020. <laughs> I like so that. the question is, Dave, I can see where that thought would come from. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you tweet it? Um, I guess, uh, you know, hubris. Okay. Mm. But I don't know how that... 
pertains to this? Because hubris would have meant you would have tweeted it because that's you saying that you are attractive. Uh. <laughs> hmm. Maybe you have low self-esteem. Uh, boy, what's the other one? What's the other one I always confuse with hubris? Uh, pathos. <laughs> pathos, yeah. okay. Uh. Next. Well, yeah. you know what? I, I could see someday your kid's friends thinking you're hot. Hot dad. Yeah. The t- clock is ticking. Would you try and meet all of the young people who thought you were hot? No, this is- no. I'm not trying to meet anyone. Let's get that on. I want that out there right away. I'm not meeting anyone. I don't want to meet any young people who think I'm hot. <laughs> if any police officers are listening if in 20 any, years, if any young an people are Dave. listening and trying to contact me because they think I'm hot, it's not happening. <laughs> Con- you can talk to my lawyer. All right. <laughs> Oh, his lawyer's so hot. Yeah, my lawyer is... There's no end. My lawyer's a snack. <laughs> James, do you have a final one to take us out? And I'll, and I'll, get, a, I'll get the audio cues ready. All right. All right. All right. Uh, here's, here's the last one. Uh, my be wiener? Good. Last but not least. Okay, wait, wait. Okay. Slow down. I already know yeah. it starts with my wiener. Yeah. Okay, I don't, I'm just stealing myself. Okay, it goes, my wiener, its nickname is the anaconda. Cool, hey? Not because of its size, but because... And that's all I've got. (laughs) (laughs) So, I was clearly trying to find, you know, maybe it's got a head, a little teeth, or venom. Can we finish that tweet? Can we work together and... Because uh, 90s kids... Like it ironically, because <laughs> Betty White swears at it. Yeah, that's good. Or because John Voight hit it with a golf club. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like those. Uh, I like them very much. Great segment. I mean, I only have so many in my draft folder, but it is fun to see an incomplete joke where you're like, ah, oh, there's just there's. Just needs that special ending, and you just never yeah. come up with it until you do a podcast. Well, uh, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, you've got a podcast. Stop podcasting yourself. Please yeah. check it out if you have yeah, not yet. It's, um, uh, we're uh, recording episode 649 tomorrow. It's our special Whoa. Lotto 649 um, <laughs> tribute. We've, uh, I asked Graham to track down a, a famous Lotto winner, and we couldn't. Um, so yeah, that's great. It's me and, uh, uh, Graham Clark. And, um, I also have another show I make called this sounds serious, Mm -hmm. um, which is a fake true crime show that I write, uh, and produce with the folks at, uh, Kelly and Kelly, Pat Kelly, Chris Kelly, Peter Aldring. Um, and that season three of that, uh, starts on September so check it yeah, out grab it i'll put the links hot. to those both in the show notes um but yeah thank you dave this has been so much fun and i, I hope that um you're, you've enjoyed your rosé and the conversation with us oh i i i wasn't really drinking it was just kind of so james would think i was cool oh yeah i drank the whole thing huh. well i didn't think you were cool okay good 
All right. Yeah. Well, thanks everybody for listening, and I'll see you next week, James. Bye. <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar. We're going, We're going back, back to back. back. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks Basketball, Basketball Podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Freddie Rivas, and um, who who in in the hell are you, sir? Uh, your producer, Matt Duncan. Uh, we are uh, a, a you know a fan podcast we talk about raptors nba but we're pretty freaking insightful tbh huge um so you know even if i don't have access to the bowels of the acc i still got a version of the scoop okay a a season seat holders uh, bird's eye if you want to listen to this podcast where where, where are they going to find us oh you can rate and subscribe on apple Podcasts, spotify stitcher iHeartRadio. listen anywhere you get your podcasts or you can listen at the sonar network dot com.